family, the bedrock of society, an important influence to children that helps shape in their perspective of life as they grow up. It helps in building their confidence, shaping their beliefs, values, and more importantly, helps them to become what God has ordained them to be. The dynamics of the family circle cannot be overemphasized. It plays a key role in our social interactions as adults and as children. And because of its domino effect in our lives, we need to pay attention to it and be heavily invested in building a healthy, strong family with the goal of raising better children, building healthy relationships between spouses, but more importantly, in building a better society across all nations. Get ready to explore and learn with Pastor Fumi Alawale on the subject of family dynamics and its impact in our lives. Hello, good day everyone. I hope you are fine and your family is good. We bless God for his goodness and faithfulness in our lives. Last episode, we're looking at uh, spiritual intimacy. We started the series on intimacy in marriage. And the first thing we looked at was spiritual intimacy. We read scriptures from uh, uh, Ecclesiastes 4, 9-12. And that verse 12 stood out to me. And it says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better. For a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. So it tells us that life is war and life is spiritual. So for us to be able to enjoy our marriage, that is what the Bible refers to as spiritual intimacy, which talks about our relationship with God and with one another. We cannot be, you know, we cannot be, we, we, we cannot but be spiritual because the spiritual answers to the physical or the physical answers to the spiritual, pardon me, <laughs> is the spiritual, you know, what happens in the realm of the physical is dictated from the realm of the spiritual. And so as couples, we can take control of whatever is happening in our home as we, you know, relate with God, as we do things together, maybe pray together, study the word of God together and be spiritual so that we know God and we, the devil cannot just mess up with our lives. So we, we look at why or what spiritual intimacy is all about. And we considered what we, we need to do in our marriage to have that. So today we're going to be focusing on barriers to spiritual intimacy. There's so many things that could prevent us from achieving spiritual intimacy. So many things. Because these are the days when we are so busy doing things. I remember maybe um, in the generation of my grandmother, they were full-time housewife. They were in the house. Their husband would go to the farm and they stay in the house to sort out the house, to do things and all that. But things, times have changed. Women are now out there working uh, just like men. And so it's possible for both husband and wife to be doing, to be working, you know, at a particular place or have a big career they're chasing. And so there's so many things that could be contending with our time, our uh, purpose in life, and also the fact that, yeah, that, that's how it is. So we're going to look at some of them 
and see what we need to do. The first one I want to look at is time. A lot of time we say we don't have time. So much to do. The job, our career is there. Children, they're there. And then your spouse. You look, you're supposed to look after each other. So there's no, there is the need for us to be able to balance things with all the demands of life. The demands of life will always be there. And if you don't create time for God now, you will never have time later. So somebody will say, it's even in the scripture, have you commanded the morning that you must set, you must, you know, allow God to set the pace in your home. Take charge in the realm of the spirit so that you step out into the world. Lines are falling onto you in pleasant places. There is war in life. There is attack from the pit of hell. So you cannot afford to be, to not to be spiritual. It's so, so important. You need to be, be spiritual. And to be spiritual, you need to create time for God now. When you create time for God now, it helps you and your husband. And also your children can emulate what you're doing. So the Bible says, train your children in the way to go. When they are old, they will not depart from it. For your children to give you peace at the, at the evening of your life, they need to see what you want them to become. And there is a time you need to do that. And so that's why it's so, so important that we create time for God in our relationship. Develop the habit of a personal relationship with God. Make time with your God, with God and with your spouse. Make that time with God and your spouse a priority. We, we saw in the, in the scripture, the Bible says, Enoch walk with God and he was not. It read, it goes on down the line to say, Enoch had an habitual fellowship with God. We must create the time. We must find time to, to have a relationship with God. So, so important. Let me not talk too much about time. Stress. There are many stressors in life. <laughs> the stressors of everyday life. A lot of time there are people that are doing long hours of work. They do like 12 hours straight. Demands of workplace. Some people, maybe you are a boss in your workplace. You have to do this. You have to do that. Even if you are not a boss, you still have a, a work to do. Especially in developed countries where you have to work. You can't say, oh, I'm doing, I'm on night shift and you are sleeping on the couch. No, you, you keep working throughout the night. So travel. Some people are involved with a lot of traveling in their job. Some, some, they, they have to travel, uh, family situations. We have our children to look after. Also a lot of, um, anxiety about making both ends meet. We want, we, we all want to have a good life. We want to be able to put money in savings or invest for our children or invest for our future so that when you get old, you have something to fall back to. So all these things, um, they, they make life so difficult. Unemployment, recession, as we see it happening, childcare. In, in, in my own time, when my kids were growing back home, back home in Africa, I could have people to stay with me and work for me. But when we got to UK, that is not the case. All, every child you see on the street must attend school. So you need to just plan your day and develop yourself. So you can't, if you say, well, because of all these things, I don't have time to pray. I can't, I don't have time to 
to, to stay and study the word of God. It's very important that we are able to control and manage the everyday stress. They will be there. So we need to manage it. We need to put it in control. I was saying to somebody, I said, if your house is not dirty, you don't have to hoover your, your house every day. The things that you cannot do, leave it and your priority is God. And that's why to me, I, I make it a duty to, to do my, my, my quiet time to pray and study the word of God before I step out of the house. Because I've tried it before. When I say, oh, I'm tired now. Let me sleep a bit more. Then I sleep a bit more. I'm, I have to rush to work. I say, when I come back from work, I'll come and do it. The devil is waiting for you because he doesn't want you to do it. So you can get back from work. This is waiting. You have to prepare dinner for the family. You have to do this. Before you know it, you carry your Bible. You are dozing off. So it's better for you to say, Lord, I'm setting time for you. Five o'clock, I'm up to pray. I remember Joyce Meyer said, if, and for any reason, she didn't, when she, I, I think maybe there were issues with the children, they, they would disturb her. She said she would go into the toilet and sit down for one hour. And the children knew that if mommy did not go into that toilet, sit down for one hour, there would be chaos in the home. So they dare not go. They think, oh, maybe she's using the loo. But she's there for one hour praying and seeking God. So you just must look for a way to do it. We cannot say because oh, we have a lot of things we're doing, we cannot have time for God. You you find time for what you want to do. In all these things, we still find time to watch movie. We still find time to go away to 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 do things. So if you want to just make God your priority, and as you do that, you will see God making a way for you. Another thing that is a barrier to spiritual intimacy, satanic attacks. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. We are not, the, the person we are fighting with is not just flesh and blood. He's not my friend. He's the devil himself. But thank God, because in Christ, we are more than conqueror. We are fighting from that level. Jesus has already won the victory. It's just for us to know that and be aware of our environment, be aware of what is happening with us, knowing that the devil is always looking for, 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 for a way to, to, to stop us. So the devil will target marriage and relationship with God. You know, most of the time you, you've been watching movie for two hours or one and a half hours, but you now stop watching, you carry your Bible, that's when you start dozing off. It's just the devil doesn't want you to read the Bible. When you were watching a movie, you were wide awake, laughing and seeing the things. You were not doing anything, just sitting down watching. But the moment you carry your Bible or you stand up to pray, that's when you feel tired. That's when, that tells you that the devil doesn't want you to do it. And he will go along, he will try everything possible to stop us. So this is because it will attack families. It will attack your relationship with God because when you are not fine in your relationship with God, the tendency is that you will not be fine in your relationship with your husband and others. Somebody said, if you have not, you don't have a vertical relationship with God, you don't have a reason connecting with people horizontally. If you have not connected with God vertically, you don't have a reason 
talking to people in the realm of this physical because that goes a long way to help you. So the, the, the devil is against the family, is against you fellowshipping with God. And this is just because yeah, he, he knows that the family is key to God's agenda on the earth. God is seeking for godly seed. And so he wants to stop that so that the purpose of God will not be established. Another thing is selfishness. The devil seeks to make us focus on ourselves. Me, mine, and I. It's just me. He makes us to try to believe that God is not there and that he does not care for us. That's the only method he knows. He used it for Eve, and Eve and Adam fell to it. So we need to know the trick of the enemy. We need to know that, that the devil is out to stop us. And if you that are evil, the Bible says, if you that are evil knows how to give good gifts to your children, how much more God. Don't let the devil depict God in a bad way to you because God is good. And his plan for us is for good, to make us have the expected end. Things may not be as you desire it, but as you focus on God, as you continue to seek him, you see him manifesting himself in your relationship. Another key uh, important thing or another barrier is knowledge. Hebrews 11.6, he that must come to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God rewards faithfulness. When you seek God, he will, he will reward you. He said, I have not asked the seed of Jacob to seek me in vain. So God himself, he, 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 he honors his word more than his name. And so we need to know who God is. Because if, if you come to me and maybe I bring my, my UK currency to you and you've never been to UK, you've never seen UK money, the pounds, you will not know when I give you the fake one. But when you know the original, you'll be able to know when the fake is presented to you. And that's why our knowledge of who God is is so important. So when we know who God is, we'll be able to approach him correctly. We will, we will be able to know what God can do. We will not be able to believe the lies of the devil. And to know this, you know, that scripture, that, that story in the Bible, when, um, what's the story now? Just got off my head. So if we don't know God correctly, we will, we, we will not be able to. That, that man that came begging for bread from his friend, he knew that his friend, he said, oh, he, was, he kept knocking. He knew that his friend was in the house. He knew that his friend had bread. And he said, so you know what? I've just got somebody visiting me. I don't have anything to offer. Please, can you give me some loaves of bread? The Bible says he was, he was persistent. He kept knocking and knocking. And when the man could not sleep, he has to get up and say, if I don't give this guy what he wants, he will not even allow me to sleep. Let me just come out and give it to him. So when we know that God has what we need, when we know that God is capable of giving us a good life, we'll go all out to seek him. Another thing that may cause problem is gender gap. Men and women, we see things differently. So it's important that we communicate. It's important that we connect with each other. It's important that we seek to know each other as husband and wife. 
Don't just assume things. Discuss your differences. Don't just say, oh, you are started again. Ask him, what is going on? You're not looking at yourself. You're not talking. Or what's, open up to each other. Seek to know each other. So, so key. And this is the only way by which we can break that barrier and get to be what God wants us to be. And another thing, lastly, on that aspect is inferiority and superiority complex. This will destroy marriage anytime, see. Be careful the message you pass to one another. Don't come across as, I know it all. Who are you? Especially for those of us that are from Africa, where we don't see anything good in women, where we see them as, you know, they, they, they are so useless. They, they're just necessary evil. What is it that you know? You don't know anything. And this is the help that God has sent to you. And when you don't see her as the help, you will be chasing after shadow. Whereas the real person that is God has put in your life to help you is there waiting to do the assignment. God has called. And a lot of time as men, we don't allow the women to do that which God has brought them into our life to do. Please, don't feel that your wife is inferior to you. We are supposed to be partners together. Spiritual intimacy is not about impressing your wife. We know the Bible. We can pray very well. It is about building your relationship with God together. When you are up there, the person that is down, it's so easy for the person that is down to pull you down. So that's why you need to carry yourself along. Encourage each other in the Lord. Encourage when you see God, when you are praying, share with each other. Encourage each other to pray. Encourage each other to know the Lord. And when we do this, we see that things begin to work with us. And uh, as husband, we are not to lord it over our wife, our wife. Submission is not about being the boss. Um, Les Parrot, one of these authors, describes submission and headship as being the first to honor, the first to nurture, and the first to meet your spouse's need. So it's so, so key that we need to do all this. And uh, before we round up, I want to talk about factors to aid spirituality. Becoming like Christ, so, so important. It's not a program, but it's a relationship with God. We need to become like Christ. And the only way by which we can become like Christ is when we seek to know him. Take note of spontaneous moment. When, when you're just doing something and the Spirit of God drops something to you in your mind, don't be occupied in your mind all the time. Give God the opportunity to minister to you, to talk to you about your children, to talk to you about your husband. And apart from this, there also should be structured movements. Schedule times with God. It takes, you know, being intentional. It takes being deliberate and disciplined to grow your spiritual life. If you are not disciplined, you can't grow spiritually. You need to be disciplined. Discipline in ensuring that you study the Bible. Discipline in praise and worship. Discipline in church attendance. Don't just say, we'll go next time or we watch online. Be disciplined. There's something that you do when you come. The Bible says we should not neglect the uh, fellowshipping of one another. God wants us to gather together. And we see that the devil is using this, uh, I watch online. Oh, I'm, I'm tired. I will sleep now. Later I watch. And before you know it, you have not watched it. Discipline in praying and fasting. We need to pray that. The Bible says there are things that will not go without prayer and fasting. And we need to come to God no matter what. Don't wait for the right time. Don't wait for the right time to pray. 
Just pray anyhow. Don't wait for a time when you know how to pray. Prayer is just, if you can talk to me as I'm talking to you, you can pray. Prayer is just saying, God, this is what is going on in my life. What do you think I can do about it? Or how do I go about it? That is prayer. The easiest place to start a structured spiritual life is focus on prayer. Make room and time for God daily. He will meet with you as you seek him. What are the benefits of spiritual intimacy? Studies have shown that couples that pray together, they stay together. There's another study that said couples that pray together, they scored higher on all aspects concerning their marital happiness. Let prayer be your lifeline. You cannot, prayer is like oxygen. The way oxygen is, it is to our life is the way prayer is to our life. And that's why the devil will fight your prayer life by crook, by means, by all means. Prayer is the key to having an enriched marriage. You need to be able to pray. It will help you grow together. Prayer allows God provide what is needed in that relationship to make it work. So growing closer to God brings you closer to each other. I always remember this marriage triangle that the man of God showed us when we we're doing counseling, premarital counseling before we got marriage. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an isosceles triangle with God on top, the husband on one side, and the wife on one side. The closer both of you are seeking to go to God, the closer you get to God, the closer you come to each other. So, and if for one reason or the other, maybe the man say, I'm seeking God. I want to know God more. And you're not carrying your wife along. The, when you get closer to God, your wife is down. The distance is still very wide. And it's so easy for her at that lower level to pull you down. So it's so important that we become, encourage each other to know the Lord. Encourage each other to grow. And as we grow, we grow closer in love with one another. You become more like-minded. You have more shared values, goals, and direction. A great way to express love is when we grow in our spiritual intimacy. So to round up a few things to take note of, spiritual intimacy is about knowing and seeking God in our relationship. It's so, so key. We cannot do marriage without knowing God, without seeking Him. And the next thing is get back to church. Get back to reading the Bible and studying the Bible. Get back to praying and praying and praying. Don't set up yourself for failure. You may, you may not be able to read a whole book in a day, but you can do a bit, maybe five verses of the scripture, maybe 10. It's not about, oh, I've read the, the whole of uh, book of Proverbs. No, what has God taught you? And that's what Bible reading is all about. You're reading, you're looking at it. What is God saying? What does this mean? What is it that I need to change? What is it? What is this verse saying about me? You know, that is what God wants us to do. Set short-term goals and don't be critical of the spiritual life of each other. Don't say you, you don't even know God. You are just, you are just, in fact, you are, you, you, you are a disgrace to me. You know? Don't, don't say that to each other. Instead, encourage each other. Pray for one another. The more you do it, the better you become. And no matter what, don't quit. Keep trying. Maybe you failed today. You didn't pray. Go back tomorrow and pray. Maybe this month you have not studied the word of God as you should. Go back, begin again. 
It's never too, too late. Don't quit. Just keep trying. God's grace is available to us. James 4 verse 8 says, When you draw near to God, He will draw near to us. So when we draw near to Him, He will draw near to us. He will bring us closer to Himself. And I pray that God will help us to understand what this is all about and to make up our mind to grow in, grow in our spiritual intimacy with God as we grow in our relationship together. So encourage each other, pray for one another, that your husband will desire God, that your wife will desire God. And God is so faithful, he will answer. That's the prayer that is in the heart of God. And he will definitely answer. So keep enjoying yourself and have a glorious week ahead. And God bless you richly. Till another episode when I come your way. God bless. Bye.